Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Betsy Bell at the Double B Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I'm here to tell you it is How Can This Happen on a Monday. Don't you hate Monday? You're going to love Monday from now on because the information you're going to get today is not only going to change your life, it's going to change your attitude. So hang in there, Renegade Talk Radio audience and all the other platforms that you can get this podcast on. Okay, woe to the judges. Who says they are without sin? It's kind of powerful when you can look down on that little nothing in front of you and pass judgment on him. Huh, who is the ultimate judge? Yes, Jesus. But if I were you, I would take a good long look at myself before I let Jesus do his thing. And I would thank God up one side and down another that it is Jesus, because if it is man that is the judge, hey man, you're not gonna like that ending. I'm gonna tell you a story of not being Lily White. This is a story about all of us, but if you think it doesn't apply to you, I would suggest you take a second look. This is a story about a man named David Robert Haas and my sister's funeral. David Robert Haas, whom I never knew, is an American author and composer of contemporary Catholic liturgical music. In 2020, Dozens of women accused him of sexual misconduct spanning several decades, and he issued a public apology for his harmful behavior. He produced over 45 original collections and recordings of liturgical music. His credentials were lengthy. The Archdiocese of Los Angeles on July 30th, 2020, asked all of its parishes, schools, and ministries to refrain from using his music so that in every hymnal across the Fruited Plains, the songs had been removed. I found out later that it was not only in California. My experience and knowledge of yet another church scandal. I would say first that the reason for this conversation about this man is personal, but it brings to mind a lot of not-so-personal thoughts. Long and hard, I thought, before I came to the understanding that I have come to, my sister Terry died on February 17th, 2021 in Los Angeles, California. I went to LA to be with my brother and prepare for her funeral service. We both had ideas of what we wanted to honor her. And after input, he allowed me to follow through with the details. 
My first order of business was the funeral mass. We had been born and raised Catholic. We followed our Catholic upbringing when it came to our final rest. We had buried two brothers before Terry. When you prepare for the Mass, the church gives you the choice of readings and music. Having experience with that twice before, I had an idea of what I wanted. So I spoke with the choir director at the church. I explained to her each chosen piece of music. She stopped me when I said, I wanted to have a song called You Are Mine by David Haas. She told me that she didn't think she would be allowed to sing it. Now, I didn't know anything about him or what the rule was that was in place. So I had no idea what she was talking about at the time. I asked, well, what is the issue with this song? She explained that the church's stance on using his music was not at all due to the allegations that Haas had been subject to, allegations that he had sexually abused young women. So because of them, the reason we couldn't use the music was not because of the accusations. Wait for it. Okay, I think I understand, but... My frame of reference went immediately to the abuse that priests had put people through for decades, parishioners. It was her response after that that alarmed me. She said that the church could not be sure of what was on his mind when he wrote the music. Stop! Snap! Oh, okay, What did I just hear? I repeated it to her for clarity. She repeated it to me to clarify. I don't know about you, but I'm a person of faith. I do not understand the Catholic Church. The Church is not why I'm a Catholic, but I will get there later. When I do, then you're going to understand the rest of the story. I wanted this particular piece of music for a reason. The choir director assured me that she would ask the priest for permission to sing the song. I was grateful because the pastor agreed to allow us to sing the song. We did, and Terry's service was beautiful. This is a refrain from the song. Stay with me. There's an important point here. Do not be afraid, I am with you. I have called you each by name. Come and follow me, I will bring you home. I love you, and you are mine. Now, I would like to understand, and maybe I wouldn't, and I would like to agree with the church, rather than not to. However, After I thought about these words, my inclination was, if you know what the hidden meaning was, when the author and the songwriter wrote them, please let me know. On second thought, I really don't want to know. 
I know what the words mean to me. I thought that was what the idea of music was. What does a song mean to you? To this day, David Haas's music is banned from use in the Catholic Church. Okay, I need a moment to be judged. As soon as the sentence comes down, I'll be right back. Spirits, please. Let's have a shot of tequila in the booth. Stay fixed position. And don't let your judgment be clouded. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. I'm back, and it is Betsy Bell at the Double B Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. Here we are. We are going to revisit uh, where we were before. Why were we talking about songs? What is the motive behind writing a song? Well, there's a lot of motives, mostly to entertain, to comfort, to have someone enjoy the music behind the words. But you have to judge the man, not the music. Who is punished if you ban the music? This is the question that we have to look at. Why are we disseminating motives to the point that there isn't anything left to assess? Is the current political climate poisoning everything? It's close. I mean, it's punishing the wrong criminals. Make no mistake, the real criminals are the ones that are establishing the rules. We are judging people based on what crime they might have committed. Does that give you pause? Trump frauded somebody. Who? He valued his properties too high. Okay, so the banks lent him the money. The banks value the properties themselves buyer beware, before they give him the money. Believe me, the last place people go to for money is a bank. It's too hard. It's too tough to get your money there. But they lent him the money and he paid it back. The bank wasn't defrauded, but Trump committed fraud. The judge said he defrauded before he heard the case. But then the case just confirmed what the judge already knew. Is this the modern American justice system? The judge declared that Trump will not control his properties. He is not allowed to oversee them for three years. Neither can his sons. My question is, Who's overseeing his properties? These are special circumstances, right? So now I want to know who maintains these properties? Who's calling the plumber for the Trump Tower if there's a leak? Who pays the plumber? Which law is this that applies to the government assuming overseership? Have you ever heard of overseership? Why are all the Trump haters saying, great job, good
good judge. Wait for it. Who's done here? If you think it's Trump, New Yorkers, I hate to ask this, but what kind of property do you own? Who do you bank with? Do you think Trump is the loser and you're the winner? You may be the ones that have to live with the judgment of him, the judgment of Trump. You may be the beneficiary. How does that feel? Real warm and fuzzy, huh? Abusing the law, and not even by the letter of the law, to frame Trump for a made-up fraud. If Trump needs to be taken down, let the court of public opinion do it. What's wrong with that? You're sure that he's all you say he is, and yet... You have to criminalize the law to prove that he's a criminal? Why isn't the government governing? Well, I think I have a theory. Here's my theory. Do you remember the ancient Roman days and the Colosseum, a grand monument from ancient Rome? It was a place of brutal spectacles like animal hunts, gladiator combats, prisoner executions. It was called the site of blood sport, entertainment by use of wild animals, gladiators, and fights at the Colosseum were generally involved with enslaved peoples condemned criminals or prisoners of war. But it was an architectural marvel. It actually had, in those days, latrines and water fountains. Whoa! How civilized was that in an uncivilized culture of the day? Did Roman citizens attend the games at the Colosseum? Yes, Roman citizens did. Attendance at the Colosseum was, quote, a popular form of entertainment for Roman citizens. And it was often seen as a way for the ruling class to maintain control and keep the population content. Here's an opinion on this story. We humans are a vicious, depraved lot. We love nothing more than seeing another human being tortured and bleeding to death. We absolutely love the sight of human blood. Does this remind you of today? The blood sport that's being played out in the streets of America? All across America, I thought we were a civilized nation. Apparently, we haven't changed much since ancient times. Up next is all about us, my favorite and most precious audience. We are going to be the judge, the jury, and the executioners. And we are ready with the law on our side. I can't make this up. I wish I was that clever. Stay close 
don't let that shot of tequila get empty. My audience is thirsty. I'm going to quench your thirst. But first, break dance, and then I'll dance back in. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Okay, we're back. Welcome back to How Can This Happen at the Double B Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. And this is all about us. And so it takes a minute to set it up, but then you're going to get it. In a controversial move, this was how it was stated on the government website. The Biden regime's Department of Agriculture has allocated $130,000 in federal funds to support research into cultivating crickets as a protein source using municipal landfill waste. I am positive it's online you can look at it. Mighty Cricket Inc. is a company specializing in cricket-based food products, and it is the beneficiary of the USDA's grant. Good Lord. The Daily Caller reported. The Daily Caller forgot to say, this is not a joke. The agency's decision to fund research into trash-derived cricket feed is grounded in the belief that it could drastically cut the costs of cricket farming, allowing savings to trickle down to the consumers. Is that what they mean when they tell you they're always looking out for the little guy? This experiment is designed to save you money, my low-rent audience. You will get your crickets cheaper. But don't forget, these are trash-fed cheaper crickets. I know, didn't that make you feel better? I'm proposing an experiment of epic proportions. And I'm preparing my letter to Congress today. If you lose your focus, go back and listen to this again today. Because I'm about to make your day. I'm visualizing Clint Eastwood. He's addressing Congress. And he says, go ahead, make my day. This is the experiment. I want Congress, the House, and the Senate together to do a medically supervised pilot study on the benefits of a cricket diet. Of course, it has to be trash-fed trash crickets because they are cheaper. This way, for 30 days, the Congress can be fed a steady diet of crickets. They say it's a great source of protein, and then the results of the study could be delivered to the American people. After all, guys, we're paying for it. 
I want you to know what we're getting for our money. Yeah, that's a good point. We would like an ROI report, a return on our investment. We're not allowed to get that. The rules of the pilot study will be supervised by Walter Reed Medical Center. They can eat the crickets in any way they choose. Salted or unsalted, fried or unfried. The purpose of the study is to report the results from all aspects. Recorded will be weight loss, sleeplessness, variants of mood swings, and to use these as the warnings on the labels of the newly mighty ink crickets. The warning label will read as follows. Do not consume if you are allergic to crickets. If you don't know if you are allergic, not our problem. Stop consumption if you start to chirp like a cricket. If you have diarrhea, vomiting, headaches, nausea, if you smell funny, report to your doctor right away for a Lysol shower. If you get muscle aches, bone aches, or any kind of paralysis, Stop eating crickets right away and call 911. Once you have consumed your crickets, the packaging will have instructions for recycling. Further information on effects of cricket consumption will be published in the latest journal of government waste. Now... Once Congress has completed their study, the analytics will be available to all. According to the U.S. spending website, now I'm quoting, the research proposed in this application addresses the need for more cost-efficient production of crickets as a sustainable protein source. Compared to conventional proteins, cricket protein retails for over twice the cost. This is even after factoring out water weight. Crickets are generally sold dry roasted or powdered. Most investment, the beef, pork, poultry, and soy industries... There has been very little innovation invested in farming crickets. Quoting me, oh my, we can't have that. As innovations reduce the cost of cricket production, it opens the door to more buyers, in turn improving economies of scale. This research project is also going to address the need to recapture food waste in the U.S., diverting a product and a portion of food waste from landfills. So we can dump the landfills and you can all eat them at the same time. 
The problem of food waste is significant. Yes, Americans do waste a lot of food. So I get it. You get it. Congress wants you to eat the food waste in landfills. So I ask you this, my informed listeners. What happened to let them eat cake? Really? We're all in it for the long haul. We just have to understand we are not helpless in this experiment. We are becoming the experiment. So this is the plan. You're going to stand up. You're going to be counted because you do have a say. Do not give away your right to say it. That's my message today. And God bless you all. You are very important to me and I appreciate you. This is Betsy Bell. I'll be back soon.